Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to a brief but hopefully entertaining episode of Spin the Rally Pod. I'm Lisa O'Sullivan, Colin Clark, George Donaldson and David Evans all alongside me. And for this short episode, we thought we'd have a chat about things on rallies that perhaps have gone wrong, but have turned into one of those tales as old as time that we uh, look back on and usually end up having a good laugh about. And I'm going to start first, chaps, because um, I'm going to take back to Mexico way back when. It was the first running of the Rally of Mexico. And I was out reporting and um, had got my kit, which, of course, in those days was a phone, a very expensive SIM card for the phone. And a lot of money had been put on this SIM card so that I could go out and stand at the stage end. And I couldn't, didn't have a car. Um, Colin, you had the car, I think. So I hitched a lift with the legend that is Fred Gallagher, who was working as an official at the stop line. And so he dropped me off. Um, I was allowed to have the lift so long as I provided the picnic for the afternoon. So I'd done a bit of shopping in the supermarket earlier in that day. Uh, I picked up some sun cream, popped that in the basket, picked up some after sun. Thought I'd probably need that after being out on the mountain um, across the day. And I had an amazing day, I have to say. It was one of those stages where you're on top of the world and you can see the cars coming towards you like roadrunners with a trail of smoke of dust flowing off into the distance behind them. It was just brilliant. My problem was I used every bit of credit we had on the SIM card in about two and a half minutes and so spent the rest of the day <laughs> running up the hill. Um, I started, I think they got me on the radio saying, oh, I'm ha- it's just amazing. The view is just fantastic. I can see this. I can see that. I can see the first car coming to... And that was it. That was all they heard from me for the whole day. And I ran up and down this hill until I realised there was just no way I was going to get a signal across. So I was quite hot and bothered. I'd, I'd caught a lot of sun, but I had really excellent picnic that Fred Gallagher and I enjoyed. Um, we had um, people near guy that nearby turned up with an oil drum. They turned it upside down and started cooking tortillas on it. So we had tortillas. We had some guacamole and chili, a uh, couple of drinks, and it was just fantastic so got back to the hotel uh, back to the uh, base and I said Bex I'm really sorry um I, you know there was just no signal and she's like, oh it's all you know I can't believe you couldn't find a signal and then had worked out by that point that there was no credit on the sim card so there was no way I was going to be speaking anyway went home had a lovely sleep I was very very hot so before I went to bed I made sure I put lots and lots and lots of after sun on and I, I put it on everywhere. And I, you know, when you put it on liberally, you don't rub it in properly. You just put it on everywhere. When I woke up in the morning, <laughs> I looked like I'd been rolling in mud <laughs> overnight because I'd managed to buy after sun 
with bronzing agent in it. Classic. Fake tan. And I just looked utterly ridiculous. And I you see, the, the answer. You look politically incorrect. <laughs> incorrect, actually, absolutely. Lisa. Absolutely. And, and every time I did an interview with somebody, they just looked at me and say, What is wrong with you? <laughs> but I have to say, Lisa, the answer there is just to stay out of the sun. You know, the sun is the enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, David, st- stay out of the sun and keep your nice woolen sweater on. Oh, well, exactly. Your trousers. Exactly. Now, if I, if I could take us to the other extreme uh, and uh, to the, I think it was Sweden, Sweden or Norway. Uh, and this is not essentially, for me, it certainly wasn't an amusing moment but it was one of those Swedish rallies where everything seems to go wrong and the and the hire car seems to spend as much time in the ditch uh, <laughs> as, it, as it and we're digging it out and what have you we had gone I can't remember who was there uh, but there was a, a crowd of us had walked to the end of a stage or into into a stage to go and watch uh, and we were hurrying because inevitably we were a little bit late leaving uh, and there was a shortcut you could take and it was a proper Swedish lots of snow big heavy snowfall and you could take a shortcut you could drop down into this valley walk across and and up the other side so we knew where the stage was so we decided to do that and we all hurried uh, along and ran down this thing and 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 across the bottom of the thing and we were just going across and I actually remember Anthony Peacock was with (laughs) us uh, who now the very famous Pirelli PR man a man, I have to say, quite terrified of, of water. Uh, and this will become quite apparent <laughs> momentarily. So I, I'm charging ahead, leading the way, because I'm, I, I think somebody had made us late and I was a little bit irked. So I was <laughs> running away. And just as I was walking along, I heard it sounded just like a shotgun. And I stopped long enough to turn and say, did anybody else hear that? <laughs> when quite literally, the world disappeared from beneath me. Uh, and it, I oh discovered that in the bottom of this valley was actually a river. Oh. Uh, and because it, there was so, such deep snow, of course, I just walked straight across it. Uh, and the ice wasn't strong enough to, uh, to hold my considerable bulk. <laughs> uh, and through I went. Oh my God. Uh, and Anthony, known as Piccolo, was, was not far behind. Uh, and turned and did the the quickest runner you have ever seen. Just ran in the opposite direction. Uh, and at that point, I was sort of waist deep. And I remembered, I don't know where, some probably some Bear grill show, that the best idea is to sort of spread yourself out. So I was then like a, a sort of semi-dead seal, just laying myself out across the ice. And I have to say that the man who saved my life inevitably is a man I've had the odd quarrel with. Step forward, Mr. Richard Rogers, who, who, without hesitation, put his own life on the line, stretched out the arm, and, and hauled me back. Uh, and I have to say, you know, I can laugh about it now, but my, oh my God, God, at the time, I was absolute. I thought I was a goner. Terrified. And, you know, if I'd, if I'd gone underneath the ice, then, you know, that would have been the end oh. of that. Um, but even, so the but moral even of the when story you were out, is, you, you were cold and you were wet. That, you're not out the woods but, then either, are you? N- no, because we'd walked quite a long way by that point, so we'd then got to walk all the way back. Uh, and it, yeah, it was it was it was very cold. Uh, and so yeah, <laughs> firstly, don't ever be late for a stage, and secondly, don't ever take a shortcut when you can't see <laughs> what you're walking on. And thirdly, Piccolo, you're a terrible man, and thank you, Rog. 
yeah. good old Rog. He's got a lot to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've got a lot to thank him for. Uh, George, you know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of our little jet ski safari in Finland all oh. those years ago. <laughs> Remember that? Oh dear. When, oh dear. Who, the, there was myself. There was you. Three hundred kilometer jet ski safari. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was fan. No, it was fantastic. It was so there was amazing. myself, there was George, uh, there was another fellow from Subaru in Japan. Two thousand and three. What time of yeah. year? Uh, four. Two thousand and four. Oh, straight after oh, rally. Just after yeah. rally okay, Finland. It's August. Yeah. So, so, so it's, it's it's the day after rally Finland, and uh, Yanni Tuohino had just finished. I think in fifth or sixth place. It was a bad year for the Finns, and he was the highest placed Finn. Uh, but his manager had this massive, massive power yacht cruiser uh, and took us out, didn't he, George, for, he for well, three-day safari I, on the jet skis. Now, I'd, I'd the story it. I want to tell, George, I'm going to let you get to the story in a minute because okay. the story I want to tell. Joining us on this jet ski fari, safari was the legendary Subaru... I don't know what he was. At one point, he was the manufacturer principal, Toshi Azuma. Now, Toshi Azuma <laughs> was a very, very entertaining character. So anyway, George managed to annoy Toshi very, very early on <laughs> because we had a rule. We, 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 had, we, had, we had a rule, and the rule was no cutting in in front of anyone, no creating big wakes, basically no hooning around. And it took George five minutes to start hooning around. And Toshi was really, really, really upset by this. And we were I remember when we night. got in on the we first evening. We were running evening. at night. That's why the rule was there. That's right. Yeah, and, That's and you exactly had to leave right. 20 Running metres it. between each jet ski. That's right, which you found impossible to adhere to, George. So that evening, we get back to the chalet, uh, or the boat that we were staying on, and, uh, and Toshi was in a real mood, and, and we couldn't quite work out why. Yeah, George had been a bit George-like and a little Colin, bit silly. it was a rage. So Let's the be next, honest, he was in a rage. He, he was in a rage, and he said some fairly nasty things. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so we go out the next day, we go out the next day, <laughs> And, and we have a morning jet skiing and we're heading into lunch and it's one of these little uh, little lakeside villages and they've got little parking places for your jet skis. So they're little V-shaped rubber parking places and you run your jet ski up uh, onto the rubber matting and park your jet ski, go off to the cafe, have a cup of coffee. So Georgie boy, as always, first one up, bang, full throttle, right up, slap bang centre of the parking spot, jumps off going, that's the way to do it, boys. So I come in next and then... Uh, Toshi Azuma was third. So he comes along a little bit too tentatively and only just manages to get the nose of his jet ski into the parking spot and then tries to dismount from his jet ski and gets stranded. One leg on the ground, <laughs> one leg still on his jet ski and the jet ski's floating back out. So you can imagine he's beginning to do the splits. Beginning to do the splits. And the look of sheer panic on his face i mean i can't swim i am literally swim well george that's the story george that's the story so 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 anyway so i'm watching and quick as a flash george jumps in grabs hold of toshi and pulls him onto the shore and he takes a second or two and he goes georgie-san georgie-san you saved my life georgie-san and i'm thinking no he's just he's just stopped him from getting wet he goes no 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 no. georgie-san Georgie-san, I know swim. I know swim. And we're thinking, you've just done 200 kilometres on a jet ski. Some of it at night and you can't swim. And you can't swim. So instantly, George went from absolute villain to absolute hero. Uh, and it was, George, that was one of my earliest memories. That was still when I worked for 555. And it was, um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, the, just, the reason that Toshi had been so annoyed with me the night before was he'd got splashed. So he'd got wet on right, the jet ski and that right. annoyed him, honestly. Right. It didn't seem reasonable right. to the rest of us. You you made me wet, Georgie-san. You made me wet. Just, just, to, be, just to be clear here, Colin is available for, for all sorts of accents, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank dear. you, David. Dear, dear. <laughs> Happy oh, days. Is it what my turn now? Is yeah. it my turn? Well, Lisa, you reminded me earlier of an, uh, uh, one of my radio exploits that I, when I was dipping in and out of the radio, uh, blessed to be working with uh, yourselves um, in Sardinia. And I, it was my first time I'd been to that part of Sardinia, <laughs> up on top of a stage finish. And it was very, very majestic. And I was always given to explaining my uh, surroundings in, in juiciest terms I could. And this place, for the life of me, it looked like the top of Los Gigantes up on Argentina, up at 2,000 metres. And it was very, very similar. All the rock structures looked very similar. I've taken photographs of it and I've got comparable photographs and it does, it looks the same. So I was waxing lyrical about this and I think it was either Lisa or Bex was saying, I don't believe you, George, it's a load of nonsense. And I'd uh, very arrogantly said, well, we'll check with the drivers. When when it came to the the later uh, drivers and there's less to discuss with them, (laughs) I'll ask some of them. So I started to ask the later drivers, and this was all the, the PWRC drivers, and there was a lot at that time, 15 of them. So we you know, checked how they, everything was going. They were all very friendly, it was all very collegial. Uh, I worked with them all at that time and did all the tests for them and everything. So we, we had a great relationship. And I said to the first one, I think it was probably Nasser Alatia, Nasser, does this, does this place remind you of anywhere? And, and he said, oh, yeah, it's a little bit like Jordan. Oh, OK. That was an, I was convinced this was identical. You could have been in Argentina. You could have been actually at the end of the end of the Julio Cesare stage, you know, the, the big rockery climb up. It was amazing. And uh, this went on and on. And eventually it came. So I was getting more and more frustrated. And Lisa, of course, was being harder and harder on me in the intervening times. And I was getting the, getting the absolute... Uh, getting riddled with ridicule um, all the way through. And then finally, I said, it's okay. When Marcus Legato, the Argentine driver, arrives, he'll put everything to bed. He said, yeah, this, he would agree this looked like it. So he came to the end of the stage and uh, and I said, uh, Marcus, um, does this place uh, remind you of, 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 of your, home, your, your home area at all? And I was trying to give him all the sort of leads into it at all. And Lisa, you can, you can say what, what Marcus Legato said. I think I'm just going to play it. Good morning. Uh, I'm no longer in Sardinia, I have to tell you. I'm now speaking to you from Argentina. Uh, the Julio Cesare stage. Uh, it's exactly like that, Bex. I could be here. If you blinked, you would say you were in Argentina. It's amazing. Well, good morning. Does the view here remind you of anywhere else in the world? You remind me uh, Wales. I was actually quite frankly disappointed in response. I could tell you were disappointed, George. It didn't really go quite <laughs> to your plan then, did it? <laughs> I've got uh, one Miko Hervin with me. Good to hear that. It reminds me of uh, Julio Cesare stage in Argentina. What do you think? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. I was looking for someone to echo my thoughts. Yeah, sorry. I'm not sure he agrees with you, George. <laughs> this is Carl Kruder. This stage was very tricky. Very hard to drive up very fast for, for the first time as well. Like you're back in Jordan, you can't see anything. You cannot see. Very wise. Let's carry on, and there we got a comparison now with the stages in Jordan. Bex, I'm getting a bit concerned now. 
Jordan, Argentina, and Wales. Really? Yeah. All on one Sardinian yeah. stage? Yeah. Legato now just 16.4 behind uh, Valeria Gorbin in second position, George. Uh, yes. Uh, quite similar, yeah. Yes. But it's fun to know. Fantastic. Thank you for that. He didn't sound too convinced that I was right, Tam. That was my, that was my big chance, Bex. That was my big chance. You blew it, George. Uh, the only Argentinian uh, here. It was uh, like, he was a bit like, nah, not really. <laughs> George, let it go. Let it go, George. I'm letting it go. What do you think this stage looks like? Is it a little bit like Argentina? I think it's a little bit like Jordan, really. Thank you. No, I'm not going to let it go. <laughs> Bloody Jordan. Good God. Good God. Does the scenery remind you of any other rally? Uh, very good weather for rally. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Didn't quite get that, that translation that far, Bex. But I thought Good. I'd give it one last throw of the dice there, Bex. Sorry. <laughs> one last roll of the dice to try and get someone yep. to say, well, actually, George, it looks like the Julio Cesare stage in Argentina. But no. I was devastated. I've never been so... De- Not one person backed me up. The Miserable people with perfect. no... It was It was perfect. I set myself up for that beautifully. If I'd been professional, it couldn't have been any better. I hastened to add I wasn't. None of us. There we go. None of us have been. Yeah. Anyway, that was my... That was my and I, and I, but I never gave up that. I kept trying. Oh, God, that's does, entertaining. This, this does have to be a short one, does, does it? Because we, we've, got, we've got 100. But ah, oh, really? Oh, right. No, no, well, no, next no. one. Next no, I tell you what, let's, let's save the next one because there's a whole heap of Lancia ones that have just come to mind. Uh, but they, they deserve a, 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 pod, a podcast of their own. Right. Well, that's Indeed. what we will do on the next one because uh, I think we all need a laugh and that has actually exercised my chuckle muscle spectacularly. And uh, I, I haven't heard some of those before either, so they're even more funny. This is the Spin the Rally Pod. I'm Lisa George Donaldson. David Evans and Colin Clark, we will be here to keep you entertained, so subscribe. And if you have any suggestions or you want to ask the boys, the experts, any questions, just ping us something over at Dirtfish and we will we'll try to keep you entertained in these testing times. See you later, lads. See you, Lise. See you, Lise. Cheers, Lise. <laughs>